Welcome back to the Mac Packed Podcast. I am your host, Brandon, and I apologize for the leave of absence, but your boy is in his senior year and just had to finish up that classwork before the semester ended. Today, I am back from episode one with Steven Aparicio. What's up, Steven? How's it going? What's up, guys? I'm chilling. Yeah, so Steven is our baseball analyst for the most part, and today we're just going to jump back into MLB. I know uh, a lot of you are asking a lot of questions and a lot of requests about doing another um, baseball podcast, so we're back here today after all the big fish are out on the market. So, Steven Strasburg, let's get started. All these guys that we're going to be talking about at the beginning of the episode were linked to the Dodgers in some way or another. And so, first signing of the offseason, Nationals re-signed Steven Strasburg. Seven years, $245 million to break the previous pitcher record. And I just think that's pretty crazy to give a guy who's past his age 30 season that much money in that many years. But that's their guy. So No, yeah, that's the thing. It's I think they a little overpaid for him. But they knew the uh, Scott Boris was agent. They knew the Nationals needed him. Yeah. They, he, they needed him. If they didn't have him, because the other teams like the Dodgers, the Padres, like reported teams that were interested would outbid them. But it's like the Nationals needed him more than anything. It'd be luxury for the Dodgers. It'd be luxury for like you know other teams. But I feel like the Nationals needed him more than anyone. So that's why they got the money he did. Yeah, and uh, when you look back at it, you see that Anthony Rendon, also another former player of them, went to the Angels for the same exact contract. Seven years, $245 million. And it's like, they weighed against it, and they chose their homegrown Strasburg. And I know they're both homegrown, but Strasburg's been with them for a little while longer up at the MLB level. But you see Rendon go to the, the Angels of Anaheim of Anaheim, for <laughs> seven years and $245 million. And, uh, yeah, he, he's leaving the Nationals. So they chose Strasburg over Rendon, and now they have a big hole over there, which might be filled up, and I should be filled up by... Josh Donaldson, if they don't sign yeah. Josh Donaldson, you maybe have Howie Kendrick playing every day at third base, which is yeah. iffy. I mean, he was their playoff hero. Don't get me wrong about that. But having Howie Kendrick, who I believe is like 36, 37, being your everyday third baseman, I think they need to go out. And I know they have money to spend because they still were in on Rendon after sen- yeah. signing Strasburg. You had to for the respect the respect aspect for it. You couldn't yeah. be like, we're done with you, you know? Yeah, so they need to... I think they need to go in all in on Josh Donaldson because he is a former MVP 2015. I believe he hit 297, 41 bombs, 123 RBIs in his MVP season. Last year, I believe he hit 36, 37 home runs and hit like 280. He could still he could still contribute. And he played solid defense too. Oh, yeah. He's still yeah. an all-star defender. And the NL has a stacked third baseman lineup of defenders. But, yes, he's still an all-star level um, defender. I think they need to go all in, all in on him if they want to even be relevant, honestly. Or just repeat possibly They're not repeat after Rendon Rendon was a big part of that team yeah Massive. but I think if maybe if they sign Josh Donaldson and he gets into that yeah, lineup and a little puts better. up MVP-esque type numbers that they have a chance they have that pitching staff they have they have what it takes to win obviously and they have that chip on their shoulder because yeah, people definitely. didn't believe them yeah and then they went out there and just kicked ass so yeah um Nationals are still looking good uh if they sign Donaldson It'll look a lot better. They'll be in a top five team again if they get Donaldson, Definitely. I believe. So then let's move on. 
Garrett Cole, our first episode, I said, let's sign Garrett Cole, no matter what it takes. And we did not. <laughs> Plain and simple. We did not sign him. <laughs> uh, the Dodgers are still acting like they're... Stingy with their money? Yeah. he's Friedman's still acting like he's in Tampa Bay. We yeah. haven't had a big signing other than re-signing Kenley Jansen, I believe our Justin Turner, Rich Hill. contract was Pollock. <laughs> yeah, which is what, $12 million a year? Yeah, like 50 million bucks or something. Yeah, so Garrett Cole goes to the Yankees in, in a ridiculous contract. Nine years, $324 million, which I believe is the second highest contract in the MLB right now, and it's for a pitcher. So basically, this guy is going to get paid almost $2 million per start. <laughs> yeah. Just think about it that way. They're not paying for this. I mean, he, they're going to give him what he's. They're going to. He's going to give them during the season. That's not the big deal. It's postseason they're paying for. Yeah. Imagine get, get him, Paxton, Tanaka, Severino, Forget Like that's deadly. Yeah, but I just. I, I don't mean, understand the big signings of signing pitchers is such astronomical numbers. It just does not make sense to me. Um, I don't understand how you're going to pay. Look at that much for a pitcher. I rather. For example, I'd rather Dodgers go out and get some B-level starters, maybe have an ace or two. We have an ace or yeah. two. You get me? Maybe get one big-name starter, but share that money around a little more. I just, yeah. I've just i never understood pitchers getting that much money, but they I got Cole. The, they got him. The thing with MLB over the years of paying pitchers a lot, I feel like over the past, like I would say, like five seasons of the World Series play, like you watch it, pitching wins the World Series. It's so obvious. The, the, the Dodgers, unless, unless you're the 2017 Astros and you know what the other pitchers are doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get into that. Later. But um, pitching's so important. I mean, last year 2018, Evaldi, what he did, Price, what he did, that big game, Price pitched to like move the series on and like kind of give Dodgers no hope. Um, Mad Bum in the World Series, a couple of years. like you know, it's pitching wins the World Series, and that's the thing. The Dodgers, I wanted them to get Cole because you know, Deadly Cole Bueller combination would be on the top of yeah, one two. It takes game. a lot of weight off of. Kershaw's and the offense too when you yeah. know you big guys out there so pitching wins your world series I'd rather get pitching and I get why they're paying them so much because that pretty much solidifies the Yankees in the world series in my opinion do you think the Dodgers should have matched that offer or even exceed it because it seems like Cole's team was always the Yankees but do you think if the Dodgers maybe added on a 10th year and the another thing, 38 million or something the Dodgers, like that, that they could have got him or they should have done that the Dodgers aren't stingy with paying people annual money they're stingy about the years for example last year with bryce harper they they offered him like three years like 45 million dollars a year yeah, like they yeah. don't want years and the yeah. thing is the but the the yankees paid for they paid for the first five years mm-hmm. the last four is like we hope you're decent we hope yeah, you're I there he's an opt-out clause after the fifth year correct okay yeah the i think so yankees like are aiming that. for two world series championships in this decade and honestly with cole in the front line the first I, dec- I can see it happen. Also, this is the first decade that the Yankees did not win the World Series ever. And those fans, if they didn't get cold, they're terrible. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Yankee Stadium is not fun. I've been there. If the fans didn't, least favorite stadium I've been to. If the Yankees didn't go out and spend, the Yankees would be pissed because yeah, a decade without winning in New York is unacceptable. Yeah, and in having Cole, was I'm telling you, was going to make him go to the World Series. It, yeah. Yep. I, they I think they, I, they killed I think, two birds yeah. with one stone. They took away the Astros' uh, best pitcher. And they gained the best picture. You well, know? the Astros were resigning them. They don't have that type of money. No, yeah. And now the Astros dropped down, and like there's not even a threat. So Garrett Cole to the Yankees for nine years, three hundred and twenty-four million, solidifies them, in your opinion, the to the series. number one series, to the number one seed, and to the World Series. Oh, definitely. Okay, I I agree with that. Cole is a dog. 
He's the an Astros absolute dog. He's going to no look shot, absolutely nothing. terrible in a Yankees uniform, though, with no beard and no hair. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I, I would contemplate that if yeah. I was him. I'm like, ah, I don't get to have my yeah. little swag, but, you know. It money, is what it is. Money he talks. has that money. Money, he money has that talks. Money. That's all that matters is the money that's going into his back pocket, his other back pocket, his yeah. two front pockets. Yeah, his- <laughs> he can fit everywhere. Yeah, all that money. Yeah, so with all that said, Strasburg, Cole, Rendon, Dodgers do not sign any of them. Even though they said all offseason, we have a bunch of money on our payroll to spend. We're we going to be aggressive. Money. We're going to be aggressive. Be- and they didn't. Well, uh, well, they didn't make an offer to Rendon, but, you know, what he said recently, you know, maybe play the yeah, part. I, so. I, I guess I, I respect the whole comment. I just don't understand it. And as Dodger fans, we understand. We know, not the rest of the country, we understand where the Angels play. They're in Anaheim. They're not Los Angeles, although they are called the Los Angeles <laughs> Angels of Anaheim. Because no one knows what Anaheim is in New York. Yeah. Yep. And anyways... <laughs> The Hollywood lifestyle, whatever that may be, whatever the comment was, it doesn't quite make sense to me because although the Angels are not in Anaheim, they are only 30 miles away from Dodger Stadium. And I am 99.99999% sure that none of the Dodger players are living in Los Angeles, in East Los Angeles, in Echo Park, where the Dodgers play. And if you know, if you're from around here, you know that Anaheim is... Almost as ghetto or as ghetto <laughs> and trash as East LA, they, East LA Echo Park area. And they, I know no Angel players are living in Anaheim as well. Have you ever been uh, in the parking lot of Angel Stadium and looked uh, in the back? Yeah. There's like a homeless yeah. park right there. Yeah, yeah they ha- it took them a long time to clean up all that stuff. So I just yeah, okay. I don't think I mean, he has even the knowledge of where he's going. Okay, bottom line, though, bottom line, you could like you don't like the comment, you like the comment, whatever. The Dodgers, we're not gonna pay him what the Angels are gonna pay him. Yeah, I don't. I, so money talks, and he. That, I respect it. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm Dodgers not sure. weren't gonna pay thirty five yeah, million dollars. Regardless of the comment, I respect what he wants to do for him and his family, but I just don't understand because Whatever, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, majority of Angel players are probably living in Orange County somewhere secluded, nice, or near the beach. Dodger players are doing the same thing. There, no, there's no Dodger player who's living in LA. No, like there's no. there's no way. I mean, the closest to LA they're live like to LA that they're living is probably Pasadena. He's not that. gonna see the playoffs anytime soon. So whatever. Yeah, that's so, his problem. Everyone's like, oh my god! Like especially the the big news outlets. Oh my god! It's gonna be Trout, Rendon, Otani. Yeah, they ain't, they're still not gonna do jack shit. I say the they A's still, are still have better. no pitching staff. They. Pujols is protecting everybody. Yeah, those three are nice. How long is Shohei going to stay healthy? Trout and Rendon can only do so much. Trout has did even go over 100 RBIs for a reason because he has no support on he the team. He got injured, so. The rest of that lineup, I just don't believe in it. I don't even know if they're a top 15 team. No, maybe, I think maybe they're close to 15, 15 for me. Their pitching staff is the worst thing I've ever seen. I don't even life. know who they're. Dylan Bundy. That's their ace? I mean, I don't know anyone else's name. Adam, uh, Heaney? Heaney. Yeah. That's their bullpen. Yeah. It's yeah. Sorry, Angel fans. Uh, Maybe if I don't even know, because I remember I, they, I, I believe it was 2014. You guys were the number one seed in the playoffs. And then you guys got swept by the Royals. Angels don't. They just, yeah. their contracts suck. Just, <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You guys throw a lot of money, hoping Pools, something will happen. And maybe something will happen. If uh, I know they have a prospect just coming up. Joe Adele. Yeah. Adele. But I mean, we'll not, see what they do. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Maybe if they get some pictures, I can see something happening. Keiko Maybe if they're young help. guys. Yeah, Keiko will be a good sign for them. Maybe even Ryu. I don't know. 
they if they throw money more money like they like throwing money for whatever uh, reason. Trout and Rendon are combining for seventy million dollars of that payroll. So, <laughs> I mean, what about pools? Oh, okay. <laughs> I bet you those three guys and Otani, those four guys are probably worth more than the Pirates, Rays, and A's all yeah. their contracts combined. Hey, Upton, he's coming. He, Upton, oh, Upton's uh, other team. Uh, Upton's oh my god, team. he yeah, has they, a bigger contract. Really, too. They really throw a lot of money at people. I don't even yeah. realize. And their catcher, I don't know who CJ Wilson is. and Hamilton and Pools in the same offseason that one year. Yeah, they just throw money at people, but don't solidify the rest of their yeah their roster. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Um, moving on. So the only um, Dodgers signing of the offseason so far, I enjoy a lot. We got Blake Trinan from the yeah. A's, who was non-tendered by the A's at one year for $10 yeah. million. Last year was a very off year for Blake. However, he has history of just being a disgusting pitcher, a disgusting closer, just unhittable. In 2018, almost. his yeah. ERA was like not even one, was it? it was yeah, like, I don't believe I don't believe so. Over, he had like 64 pitches, innings pitch or something. It was like ridiculously good. But... um. With him, I mean, the Dodgers, they're a big market team, but our general manager, president of baseball operations, acts like he's a small market GM, I kind of I like that approach to a degree. If No. JT, uh, non-tender, 2015 pickup, boom. Brandon Morrow in 2017 pretty much led us to the World Series. Yeah, well, he helped in the World Series. He did great in the playoffs. Low-key pickup. Um, You know, Muncie, you know, like we get players and we like kind of change them. So hopefully we get Blake... Trinan and they helps uh <laughs> Black Trinan. <laughs> we help Let's Ke- get Black Trinan. Got to help uh Kenley back there. So yeah. so I think uh Blake is a great pickup for us and get him back to form. I Yeah, I I believe that we have a great pitching coach staff who could really help him out with figuring it out whatever. Like he said it was an outlier season. It was an anomaly, hopefully. And I think he'll do great for us. He's going to put maybe a little weight off of Kenley's shoulders now. Maybe push Kenley to be even better because hey, hey, that's hey. a possible closer threat. Yo, hey, we're forgetting about Kelly. Oh, yeah, but Joe, yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe Kelly is he also can there. Back he too. can have a bounce back year as well. But I think Blake poses more of a threat for Kenley to push to push Kenley. And if Kenley can't step up again this year, oh yeah, he's done. And if Blake does, then we have another closer right there with Blake. And with that being said. Dylan Batances is still a free agent. Mm. You, you see us possibly giving him one, uh, also a one-year, ten million dollar contract. He's getting one year. Uh, he was injured all last year, I believe. Yeah, but he faced like two batters, struck out two batters. So he's going to get paid at least respectable money. I think if the Dodgers go out and get Dylan Batances and Kelly Batances, Trinan and Kenley show in the first half of the season what they really got. And keep all of their ERAs under two or even three, whatever, and just are dominant, and only giving up runs in like non-safe situations, you know, like whatever. We're up ten nothing, and they're just getting an inning of work because they have a pitch in a few days. I think the Dodgers are facing the Yankees in the World Series, without a doubt. And I think they're running through everybody with, without any pickups offensively, without any, any moves off season really. Any, yeah, any if you get Del Patances, I'm just like okay. The Dodgers finally have a bullpen who I I see going into the season during the offseason who's actually a threat to be really good for once. Mm-hmm. And then you got Goslin and um, Dustin May. And, and we'll Maeda. see what they do with them. Maeda does not want to pitch in the bullpen. We'll figure that out when we get there. Yeah, we'll we get there. Yeah. So with um, the signing of Del Batances, I think it really solidifies the bullpen. And we still have all of our relief pitchers coming back for the most part. Mm-hmm. And 
we now move into the part of the off season where the trade rumors are stirring up. Especially the because pot. the big free agents are gone. Honestly, our only result now is trade. Trades. Yeah. Um, we could still sign Hwinjin Ryu. Okay. I would love that uh, signing. I love Ryu. I think he fits perfectly. He is an ERA. He was the ERA king. And he was second in Cy Young voting. And the season before when he was hurt, he still was number one in ERA. So I think if you maybe if we could possibly get him on a lower than five-year contract. But Madison Bumgarner signed with the Diamondbacks for five years. And so his agent is Scott Boris. So. Yeah, so um, I think that Ryu is looking for that as well. I don't believe the Dodgers trust him like you were telling me earlier off uh, off the podcast about how uh, the Dodgers don't trust him and they know more so about his injury history. But I think if they can work something out, maybe a structured deal like how Maeda has his, if he makes a certain amount of starts, then he'll get paid his bonuses and whatnot. I think if they can figure something out, it's probably not. That's probably not going to happen. That's very unrealistic. Yeah, definitely. But I think if we can get Ryu back inside that rotation, it'd be very nice. Uh, a little more trust. Um, if not, uh, the trade rumor that has been trending the most is Lindor going to the Dodgers for possibly Lux or Seager hasn't been talked about in this no, deal anymore. Not at all. It's more so Lux. Cleveland sees Lux as something of the future, and I see Lux as something of the future. I don't want to see Lux go. I'd rather see them get rid of Seager if they're... Honestly, I love Seager, but I'd rather see them get rid of Seager in that trade rather than Lux because I think Lux has more upside. Seager is two years removed from being an MVP candidate, and maybe we just need to relax and not pull the trigger so quick on either of them. Let them get and a little more yeah, healthy. Let them, let them ride out the season. If it comes to the half and we need a change, maybe we can go out and get Lindor. And also in the Lindor rumors... Uh, heard a lot about Lindor and Clevenger both coming over because Kluber is also off. But since Kluber got sent off to Texas, it makes this trade very unlikely now that they don't keep Lindor Clevenger. and especially Clevenger. Clevenger. Yeah, their pitches have to be horrendous. Uh, I feel like the Lindor, I, what I've heard is if the Dodgers don't give him Lux, they're not giving us Lindor. So it's not going to happen. The Dodgers aren't giving up six years of control for two years of control of a person that could honestly be Lindor. Yeah. So... Seager, no one wants Seager. He's damaged goods. He's he's sucked in the postseason. We'll see, we'll, and we'll see how he bounced back this yeah, year. Yeah, so I don't think the Lindor thing has a shot. Clevenger, maybe. But I think um, what realistically will happen is maybe more Mookie yeah. than Lindor. So today, Bob Nightingale reported that the Dodgers and the Red Sox are moving along. It talks about Mookie Betts. I enjoy that trade more. I think it's more realistic. I think it a better fit for our team for the needs i understand we've always had a crowded outfield but as of right now who do you have starting other than bellinger who's not hurt or who's not reliable we have platoon players in jock peterson and kike in ct3 we have pollock who has always been hurt his whole career yeah. we have verdugo coming back from a back injury that's not even so, doing baseball activities right now so yeah so as of right now we have our mvp bellinger slotted in at center field um, or right like, field. Or right field. Yeah, whatever the case may be. But I think if we go out and get Mookie, maybe what? for a package of Dustin May, Jock Peterson, if we can dump Pollock's contract, that would be Great. awesome. I think that's maybe something they're thinking heard, about. And a, a prospect. Yeah, I heard that they're practicing um, uh, Lux in the outfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah a, little so bit, a little bit of that, too. We'll see. They have a lot of options, I feel like. but Some other names I heard thrown around are Verdugo to go back over there. Um, 
I don't think they're going to part with Gavin Lux. Heck no. He's a top prospect. But according to USA Today, Bob Nightingale, um, the Dodgers have included Corey Seager in trade talks with Cleveland and Boston. So maybe it's just going to be... Lux is the future, bottom line. Yeah. When Seager hits free agency in a couple years or three, whatever, they let him go. Yeah. I think... He, he a best case scenario I don't yeah. would maybe for Mookie even though it's only one year he is an MVP he could Mookie is an MVP candidate you saw what he did in the World Series against us yeah I believe that if you can if you can save Lux in any deal it's a win-win for us even if we have to part ways with Jock for Dugo Dustin May I think it's a win-win for us as long as we get to keep our core young guys maybe Lux I know Will Smith has also been thrown around, but I think they like him right now starting. Because their catching depth in the minor leagues, I don't think is great. Well, we have Kiebert Ruiz, and we have Give some good catchers. Guy. But Lux, I mean, um, Will Smith, correct uh, correct me, uh, has proven himself, even though he had a okay second half and yeah. end of the year, whatever. He proven himself that he could play at the major MLB level. level. And the pitchers, I think, like pitching him. Yeah, so. the pitchers, uh, it seems that they enjoy pitching to him, and he's a good battery mate yeah. so if i think a mookie trade maybe look like verdugo jock that's the may i would say more likely jock because verdugo's is damaged well i think both of them are going over there because verdugo's a young guy and the cleveland well are we talking about cleveland or boston boston for mookie yeah we'd have to definitely probably include jock in that um 100 37 home runs I last lo- year i love jock as almost a i love the player. energy he brings but you got to do what and you got to do. And he can kind of play every day there, DH, left field. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, it, it always sucks when – because as Dodger fans, I feel like we get really close to our players. I'm not sure how other um, franchises' fans are, but we take a lot of pride in all of our players for the most part. There's a lot yeah. of guys that get booed out of the city. It happens. Like Josh Reddick. Fuck him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but, really. Um, yeah, it would suck to lose Jock, but it's – Hard to put him and pencil him into a lineup every single day. Solid postseason player, though. Oh, yeah. Clutch. He comes in. He has ice clutch. in his veins. <sighs> it's going to be hard for me that day if it happens. But, I mean, if we get Mookie, I mean, how could I cry? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, a Dodgers lineup with Mookie, I think we are discussing a little bit before. I, ooh, I'd, get, I'd get pretty excited about that. Um, I see maybe Lux leading off with Muncie hitting second, Mookie hitting third, Belly four. Justin Turner five. I would actually have to switch the Muncie and Turner. You'd have Justin Turner batting second yeah, with his crappy legs. Uh, well, if he gets healthy, he's, he's. I see. I see Turner as more of somebody who drives people in. Muncie gets on base a lot. I I feel like Muncie gets second, on base. I think honestly they might be Mookie second because okay we're getting ahead of ourselves but but I I, th- I see Mookie as third because he he. I don't know. I just he hits for a higher average than everybody in the lineup. Yeah, I'd rather him have him third driving Muncy. Muncy gets on base. He's a high OBP, OPS as well. Um, Bellinger cleaning up and Justin Turner getting driving everybody in. Yeah, and then if we still have Verdugo, Verdugo's probably gonna hit in the six six hole after Turner. Pollock is still around. Pollock probably if, playing. Honestly, if Pollock just got pa- it together, well, no, I don't have Pollock in the lineup. If oh yeah, true. We have Verdugo and. Mookie, and then uh, hitting seventh would be uh, Seager. Yeah. All the way down now. Then Will Smith. Yeah, that's a pretty solid lineup. Yeah. Seager, uh, a former MVP candidate, hitting seventh. Two years removed from MVP candidacy. And he didn't have a bad year. Just 
wasn't Seager esque. How like we knew him the first two seasons. Yeah, that it's we his had attitude. Him. It's the way he is. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's his attitude. I think it's more so just trying to recover from two different surgeries. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we began this off season. Um, right after our first episode with learning about how the Astros basically cheated in 2017 um, during the 2017 season as well as the last couple seasons with their video scandal. I don't want to get too into it because I know it's upsetting. I know a lot of uh, people like John Boy Media and all of them reported it and went super in-depth with it. I just find it very upsetting, especially because that's when they face the Dodgers and then you go look back at the film and you're like, well... That makes sense why they just hitting, I don't know. Not, it's not that it makes sense. I know it helps them a lot, but at the same time, you have to understand that baseball is very hard. Baseball is very hard. Baseball is very hard. And a baseball is very hard to hit, regardless if you know the pitch is coming or not. It's hard to hit a 95-mile-per-hour cutter. It gives you advantage, though. They had a distinct advantage, and it makes me upset that in, it happened in 2017 during the World Series. And the Dodgers came up short. And it's like another one of those things, like a Ryan Braun situation winning the MVP yeah. over Kemp. And it's just like the Dodgers are just cannot, and Dodger fans cannot catch a break whatsoever. But it is what it is. They got caught. I believe that the MLB should come down hard as hell on them. A hammer. Take away the World Series is what I say. I think. What I heard, like reports, you have a to send a message. Is that like this is gonna be bigger like consequences than any other like thing that ever happened in MLB or sports? Yeah, I feel like draft picks don't mean crap in MLB. No, take away it doesn't matter. Um, take I, away international signing bonus. Take away their yeah. World Series. Mm-hmm. Take away their wins, like all their records from 2017 and 2019. Mm, I feel like what they should do, which they won't. I feel like they should have them like miss Fun. out on the playoffs maybe a couple of years. I don't know. That's kind of not going to Yeah, happen. I don't know if you can suspend them from the playoffs per se, but I believe take away their international signing bonuses, take away draft their, picks, okay. They're going to draft that. picks of course, take away their ability regulation on like how much they can spend on the offseason or the payroll uh, That's on them. That's owners money at the end of the day, but maybe I don't know. You can you can because something's gonna happen. They got caught already. So you can put the hammer down on them like Pete Rose. Pete Rose betted on himself, and he's not allowed in the Hall of Fame. I he's, feel like there's been a, he's basically banned for life. There's gonna be a ban them. There's gonna be a a couple people at the minimum being banned from baseball for life. Yeah, I I believe everybody but their owner may be banned, or they may force him to sell the team. AJ Hinch, what do you think is gonna happen to him? I think he because he's I, acting like he's so innocent, but he yeah. knew it was up the whole time. He's a manager. Come I on. believe that maybe he he gets a. Ban. A ban, maybe 10 years, maybe a lifetime ban, five years, something, because you know what's going on. Yeah. They all do. I they, mean, they all the do. players obviously no. knew. But they're players. They can only do so much. And they're not maybe, maybe you have them find as well. Maybe find the players because you can't suspend them for a whole season. I don't think you can even suspend the players because yeah. when, when you're in the organization, those the manager and the owner own you. Yeah, so I believe that maybe you give the players a fine. Every player that was involved or on the roster at the time, mm-hmm. on the on the World Series roster, they all know they're all in the dugout. They're all in that. In but like that I bullpen. said, if I was on the team and there's 24 other men in the locker room saying no, we're doing it, and me, 
No, I don't it, want that. It's cheating. What do you do? Tell your team. Oh, oh it's people. regardless of the fact. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. You find everybody that's on that roster. You have to. You can't say yes. There's probably multiple players who are like, no, I don't fuck with that. But at the end of the day, you go look at every single clip. There, there's bangs in every single player is that bad. So all players are at fault. Yeah, you're in that. You're gonna find um, unemployed Evan Gaddis. That's sad. That's not my fault. <laughs> He's like I, probably like at home chilling with like a minimum amount oh, of money he made in the MLB oh, and they're oh, finding well. him for that. That's that's what happens when you cheat. It's simple as that. Um, but yeah, that's as far as I really want to get into it. It's disappointing. We'll see hopefully before the season starts with the with the MLB. It's embarrassing um, for MLB. To concludes. That yeah. And we'll talk about that on an episode when the time comes. So as of right now, after all the signings and trades that have gone down this off season and picking up new players and whatnot and not possible trades that are going to happen yet. What is your MLB top five power rankings as of right now? All right. For me, I have to start off with the Yankees. Number one, obviously, because I, like I said, they're honestly, in my opinion, they're locked for the world series. So you got to put them in number one with the coal. Their rotation is filthy. Anyways, the number two, I would have to go with the Nationals because you got to respect them. They're World Series champs. Yeah, they lost. Yes, they lost Rendon. But if they replace McDonaldson or whatever, I feel like they still got it. Their pitching staff is ridiculously good. So I got to put them number two. Dodgers, because they had a really good record last year and they're bringing back most of the team. And they're probably going to do some big, big moves. I got to put them number three because they're still a solid team. MVP, got Bueller coming back. They're a great team. Number four, I got to go to the Astros, even though they're going to be, a, I, in my opinion, a lot is not as good because Justin Verlander, yes, he's a Cy Young winner, but in the postseason, he was not even that good. They, the Yankees took their best pitcher. Uh, the, Ash, the Yankees took the Astros' best pitcher in Garrett Cole. Uh, Altuve, he's going to be good next year. Bregman, yes. Um, Correa, I'm not sure. But you got to put him number three, number four. Because they did make it to the World Series, so you gotta respect them with that. Braves number five because they got Freeman. Freeman, you got Acuna is only gonna get better. Albies is gonna be good. Uh, they signed Cole Hamels. They're gonna be good. Um, Soraka was a really good pitcher. They signed Will Smith to the bullpen. Mm-hmm. They got Shane Green back there. They're only gonna be good. They're gonna be good. So that's why I got to put them number five. Awesome. So, Stevens top five is Yankees number one. Nationals number two, Dodgers number three, Astros number four, and the Braves at number five. For myself, I have the Yankees at number one because of their offseason signings, what they showed last year, how well they could play together as a unit. Once everybody's healthy on that team, I think they're very dangerous. And they really they were already dangerous without the signing of Cole. And with the signing of Cole, it only gets even more dangerous. But we'll see this year if that signing and everybody being healthy results in a World Series win and the first of the decade and the first since 2009. But I have at number two, the Dodgers, because I believe that although they have not signed any big names, they kind of um, leapfrogged the Nationals because the Nationals did resign Steven Strasburg. However, they did not sign their golden boy in Anthony Rendon. And even with Josh Donaldson, I believe that they'd be very competitive. But I have the Dodgers at number two. And a lot of Dodgers fans are upset that um, we haven't signed anybody big in the offseason, but the Dodgers are still a 105, 106 win team? Yeah, I think so. 106 win team. <laughs> like, guys, relax. We're a 106 win team with a bad bullpen. 
if the bullpen didn't blow saves last year, we'd be in 115, 116 yeah, you, wins. Kenley blew so many times. <laughs> we have to believe in our team a little more. We have Seager coming back this season, a lot more healthy. Hopefully Verdugo comes back with a lot more healthy year. And I know I said we're not going to project if we have a possible trade, but if we get Mookie or Lindor in that lineup as well, that lineup is dangerous. You have Max Muncy, you have Justin Turner, you have Cody Bellinger, Gavin Lux, Will Smith. The list goes on and on. Our bench players, players our yeah. bench players, are putting up numbers. Kike had a three home run game in the playoffs not too long ago. Kike is hitting over twenty home runs a year off the bench. CT three, same thing. Twenty seventeen, he was a beast. Jock Peterson, a platoon player, 37 home runs. The Dodgers know how to produce. We need to relax and set ourselves up for a better playoff run, more so than in-season. I don't care if the Dodgers only win 92 games this year or win 88 games and make the wild card. If we set ourselves up better for the playoffs, then I'll be fine with that. So I have the Dodgers in at number two. I know it's my L.A. Dodger fan bias, but I believe that they're still dangerous. 106 wins, and people are still complaining that they're not good enough. Yes, they're not good enough to win a World Series, but if they set themselves up to win a World Series better with the signing of Blake Trinan and possibly Dylan Batances, then I'll be a lot more comfortable and a lot more, I guess, excited for a playoff run and not on the end of edge of my chair, stress the hell out every single postseason. It's simple as that. Solidify the bullpen. Solidify the bullpen. We're a 106-win team. 104 wins the year before. Like, relax, Dodger fans. We are fine. We have the MVP. Number three, the Nationals. They signed Josh Donaldson. They're a higher number three than what I believe right now. Nationals will be there. Pitching staff is amazing. They're going to be the number one pitching staff again in the MLB. Number four, it's actually going to be the Braves for me because I believe the Braves are right there on the cusp and they have another year together. Their rookies, their young guys are now turning into veterans and they just have a solid team. They shot, they, if they re-sign Josh Donaldson, they might jump the Nationals. It's simple as that. Those guys are dogs. And number five, the Astros. They're still a solid team, although the, uh, although the cheating scandal, they're still number five to me. They have a good, pitch, uh, good pitching staff, a good lineup. Guys are still young. They know how to win, even though it is by cheating. We'll see how it is if they're not cheating this year. But they're still a really good team. Regardless, they know how to win on the road. So that just goes to show that they can win on the road. It doesn't need to be a home game. But we'll see what happens with all the controversies surrounding them and how they play out this year. But, yes, uh, my top five is number one, the Yankees, number two, the Dodgers, number three, the Nationals, number four, the Braves, and number five, the Astros. So what do you think? the Dodgers need to do before the season starts? They definitely have to get another pitcher um, via trade or Ryu, in my opinion. Um, they definitely have to deal with like a backup situation for Seager if he doesn't work out, which Lux will probably be, so that's all right. Yeah, we also have Kike's yeah. CT3. But they need to do something big, big for the fans. What's at the least? best case scenario for you? What's I the Dodgers... Opening day, starting rotation, top five, starting rotation. In my opinion, okay. Yeah. Um, I say... Best case scenario. Uh, I say Kershaw take a backseat to Bueller. It's over. Uh, Bueller, number one. Kershaw could be two, but if Ryu comes back, I would have to put Ryu two. And then um, Kershaw three. I would say Urias is ready to take a step forward, four. And if May has a good spring, he could make number five. No, Maeda. Oh, I forgot about my Yeah, my eight of five. I would rather have a veteran than a, you know, a guy who's starting his career. So I'll put it to May, maybe. 
in the bullpen. Yeah, I, I believe that the Dodgers starting rotation starts with Bueller. I believe the best case scenario is to re- resign Ryu, number two. You got Kershaw going in at number three. Um, another thing that a lot of people are not paying attention to, I think we give Rich Hill a one-year contract, put Rich Hill in number four, Maeda in number five. Isn't he coming off surgery? Yeah, but Rich Hill is a dog. I He's love I love his personality. But I love him. I uh, mean, so that's my, top, that's my starting five for the Dodgers. All right. And uh, your best case scenario for the Dodgers uh, opening day starting lineup. What the big move they have to do is either, in my opinion, Lindor or Mookie. And I think they need to pull the trigger on Mookie. What's your best case scenario, though? It's either Lindor or Mookie. Mookie. Okay. And because I want starting, And what does your starting lineup look like? My starting lineup, I would say. And uh, who goes over in that trade for you if, Mookie, if we do indeed? Sign Mookie Betts. I say you send over Peterson. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. Major League ready player. Um, Gonsolin or Gosselin because you got him a pitcher over May. Um, and maybe like like that. Uh, they're, they're catching depth. And, I and, think they're gonna, and Boston's the Red Sox pretty, are going to ask for a lot more than that. Keep it Ruiz. Definitely send him. I just think that would make it happen. Mookie has one year left. Yeah. You know, they're, the Red Sox aren't going to resign him. They're, they're handcuffed with payroll. Like, just... Come on, you know, and the Dodgers know that. Okay, but uh, ideal lineup for me, if this is a Mookie Dodger world, so I would say I would have to lead off Lux probably. Um, playing oh, but what about Seager? Doesn't Seager kind of in the lineup? So where would Lux be playing? Second. But where you still have Justin Turner at third because in Muncie playing second. Yeah, and then first, Bellinger. No, Muncy's playing first. Lux is at second. Seager's at short. Oh, okay. Yeah, because unless you sign Lindor or Rendon, which that's when Justin Turner said he would move over. You don't have Justin Turner moving over yeah. yet. I was giving my like. And Muncy has proven that he can play second base. He can move. Muncy, yeah, Muncy's a beast. I love Muncy. I don't know the lineup. It's kind of hard for me to like imagine my head so far. But I'll give you like I'll put like Mookie batting second, probably Turner batting third in my opinion, Bellinger fourth, and Muncy fifth. I'll give you like that little part of the lineup, the most important part. Awesome, awesome. Mine's is Mookie. I think they get rid of a lot of prospects because it's only one year of control. If they want to go deep and throw in Seager, I think they maybe get a pitcher back, maybe David Price, but that's pretty crazy. So I don't think all that's going to go on because Mookie only has one year of control left. So my Dodgers opening day lineup, best case scenario, I believe that uh, Lux might be start uh, leading off the game. With Max Muncy batting second, playing second, batting third, Mookie in right field, batting fourth and center field are MVP Cody Bellinger, batting fifth at third base, Justin Turner, batting sixth in left field, Verdugo, batting seventh at short, Corey Seager, batting eighth, catching is Will Smith. So that's my opening day best scenario. Bueller Dream Bueller, Dodger lineup. Bueller on the mound. Yeah, and they need to bring the DH already so we don't have to worry about all these crazinesses, making lineups and platoons and all that. I'm an old school NL guy, but I just believe that pitchers are pitchers now and they just need to stick with pitching and be pitchers. Especially only. when they become more valuable. Like Yeah, <laughs> especially when you're paying them over $300 million. Stick them to pitching, and that's it. Yes, people, oh, my gosh, but I missed the Bunty game and blah, blah. No, it's horrible. Make it so that the NL is even. They're the same league. Yeah. Make it so there's equal opportunity for signing players and players to be able to just pitch. And it makes pitch. the World Series even. If you want, even. oh, but some pitchers can hit. Okay, well, then those days make them your pitcher and hitter. It's simple as that. But other than that, I just, we should have the DH. 
and the Dodgers should go get Mookie. So thank you again, Stephen, for joining us on a MLB ep- uh, episode of the Mac Pack Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we'll be back. We'll talk about if any signings uh, come up. We'll talk about if what happens with the Astros. We'll talk about the Dodgers get that trade done. And thank you again. Sorry it has been a while, but finally done with the semester, and I'm ready to make uh, some content for you guys. So if you want, on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever, on Anchor, whatever platform you're listening to, send me a DM of questions, topics, whatever you want. May you guys may want to listen to. If anybody wants to come on, you guys are always welcome. We could film multiple episodes during the day. I have three weeks off, so I plan on doing as much content as possible. And also, some video podcasts and YouTube videos will be also be in the makings as we're already starting and have a lot of ideas and sketchboards for all of that. So thank you again. This is Brandon, your host. Happy holidays. Be safe. Have fun. Love yourself. Love your family. Stay positive. Keep working hard. Be the best version of yourself. And this is the Mac Packed Podcast. And stay saucy.